Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Spotlight and today we have joining us Scarlett. Hi. How are you? I'm great, I'm so excited to be here and I can't believe that it's already the beginning of a new year. I know, it's crazy. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. And today we're going to be exploring a little bit more of the TV side of the industry, like the entertainment industry, because it is a huge part of the performance industry. You're already deep in that industry, so I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing like kind of acting and presenting kind of things since I was really young. But, you know, I've been able to do like a wide range of things. So I'm really thankful for that. That's so great. So. Can you tell us how you got into it and how, like what age you were when you started doing performance yeah. work? So I didn't like, I wasn't just like born and knew that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. So when I was about five, I started doing stagecoach. So that's like three hours on a Saturday because I'm an only child and my mum just kind of put me in everything like dancing and singing, anything she could find, I was in there. And um, so I started doing like stage productions through that like professional one. So I did Joseph. Jesus Christ Superstar, Carmen and Nabucco. But still, I didn't really know that that was what I wanted to do. I loved like presenting and, and performing. I absolutely loved doing it, but I didn't know that that was what I wanted to do. So that was when I was about five. And then after that, I just did some like commercials here and there. And then I ended up doing some short films and it's kind of just grown and grown. Now it's, I can't imagine not doing it. I just, I love it. And I definitely want to keep doing it in the future. That is amazing. Tell us about Joseph. Did you have to audition for that? Well, it was like part of like who was in Stagecoach got to do it, but then he had to like audition for the separate roles. And I was always the shortest. I'm quite, sm I haven't really grown for quite a <laughs> while and I was always the shortest. So I got to do like a special bit at the beginning where I got to wear like um a, like a dressing gown and like a little teddy and walk onto the stage. And it, I was so excited every time I got to do it. I just loved it. And I still listen to the Joseph soundtrack every time I'm in my dad's car and it drives my parents crazy but I love it <laughs> oh that's so cute it must be like special because it was your first experience doing like performance work so yeah it was it was really special and it was like I was a bit nervous but I mean it was really exciting and I was with like all my friends and it was just an amazing yeah. experience that must have been such a great experience and after you did like that stage coachy stuff did you go to like mainstream school and do your like GCSEs A-levels and like what sort of like stuff did you do education wise and did it interfere with the performance work you were doing? Well, I've actually not done my GCSEs yet. I'm only 15, but my GCSEs, wow. people don't usually, people are usually quite surprised when I tell them my age, but I've got my GCSEs in May this year. And sometimes wow. it can be a bit difficult because yeah, everyone's always surprised. I don't know, but I think yeah, it's because you're so 15. well spoken. Like people don't think you're that young, but that is amazing. Thank you. But I mean, I miss every Wednesday at school and then other days in the week. So, you know, I miss either like one to two days. And then if I work abroad, that's like a whole week of school missed. And especially this year, it can be a bit difficult to like copy things up. But my teachers are really good at helping me. And the thing that I find like the most difficult to like miss is English because you have so many different people's discussions. So it's kind of hard to like, you know, like just copy up the work. But it's not interfering too much. I just do my best because, you know, like this is what I'm really passionate about and this is what I want to do after school anyway. But I do my best at school and, you know, I'm not doing badly, but, um, you know, mm. it, you have, something has to give. So, you know. Yeah, that's so good that you're getting the opportunity while still being at school um, and in GCSE year as well. That I just can't believe that. What GCSEs have you yeah. picked? So I'm doing triple science and then wow. I'm doing 
The extra ones I'm doing are business, Spanish and music. I actually, another thing that I love is music. Like I love, I play the piano and the clarinet and I do singing and I've always loved like musical things as well. So yeah. You sound like you are the girl that does everything. <laughs> do you get downtime? I do get downtime. I do. You know, no one has to worry, but I do get downtime. But I like being busy. Like I kind of get a bit like, oh, I want to do something. I don't like just sitting down. I always want to have something to do. I'm always like, what am I filming next? Like I don't like sitting down when I'm not acting or something. I'm baking or cooking, even though some of my things are a bit interesting. <laughs> I've made a couple. Like okay, one time I saw this thing where you get like a bar of soap and put it in the microwave, and my mum thought it was whipped cream. She put it in the dishwasher, and the whole kitchen filled with soap. Like, no, it was filled with soap <laughs> everywhere, and I was like. She's like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. That's so funny. Um, so going on to like more performance training, did you, after Stagecoach, did you go on to do more like specific training? Yeah, well, I left Stagecoach and then um, I did Lambda at school, like the Lambda lessons where you yeah. do like speech and drama, things like that. And yeah. I also did acting lessons on the weekend in Leeds with Act for TV. And then another wow. thing that I also do is a lot of voiceover work. So I had different accent trainings. Um, so That's I'd like to great. be able to do different accents because I had an audition for Assassin's Creed, the video game, and I had to do an Egyptian accent. I'd never done an Egyptian accent. And I just made it up. My mom was like, Scarlett, just go for it. You know, you're not probably not going to get it because you've never done the accent. And then I got it. And I was like, no oh, way. okay. I just, we literally looked up a YouTube video and I learned it. And they were like, we really like your accent. It's really good if you're training. And I was like, no, just looked up a YouTube video. They were like, wow, okay. YouTube is so good for stuff like that nowadays. Everything's on YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's so good that you have that self-drive to think, I can't do an Egyptian accent, but they've asked me to. I'm going to go out of my way to learn how to do it so that I can just bash it out for this audition. And then you got it. That's crazy. That's one thing. Like, I just think it's so important to just be confident and go for it. You know, there's so many times where I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm probably not going to get it, but just go for it because you never know. And then if you feel like, you know, you might not have, like, as long as you feel like you've done your best, even if you think, oh, I didn't get that, then the direct, the casting director might remember you for something else. So then, you know, yeah, they have sure. you in, your, in their mind. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's so important to put yourself out there and to push your boundaries and go out of your comfort zone because the more you do that, the better your skills will get, the bigger like your toolbox will be. And yeah. that just shows that if you do stuff like that, then you just get jobs and it's really good. Every, every audition that you go on helps you. It teaches you things that you didn't know. And it just, it all helps and it all adds up in the end, I think. Yeah, for sure. What is your most like strange audition experience or like least expected scenario? Um... Let me think. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. So I have a lot of self tapes to do as well. Yeah. So like ones that you yeah. do at home. And some of them have been so questionable with my mum because <laughs> she's, she's not, an, I'm not being rude. She's not an actress. And there was this one where I had to like jump over things and she was putting things around the bedroom for me to like jump over. And in this like self tape, I'm like leaping over. It was, I don't know what was going on. Let's just say my self tape skills have improved a bit. But one <laughs> thing that was funny was that Assassin's Creed, um, video game that I did we didn't know it was for Assassin's Creed we thought it was just for like something really small and I went to the audition and I was like oh yeah so what is it for and they were like oh we can't disclose that yeah even after I recorded it I didn't know what it was for and then my mum's friend was like that's Assassin's Creed and my mum was like really and I was like oh we didn't even know 
Yeah, they do that a lot, like big companies before that, say like a trailer's coming out for like a new film, before that even gets released, like they're auditioning obviously, but they don't put yeah. out what it's for. They just put like the specific yeah. things mm. that they need in like their performers mm -hmm. um, to get like the right person for the role. Um, so when you're like looking on spotlight, like the yeah. like, the agency thing, um, you don't actually know that it's like a big, big TV show, yeah. like James Bond, like when they're looking for the next James yeah. Bond. And it's actually like huge and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and you don't even realize, you just go, you're like, all casual. And then it's like, oh, James Bond, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, what did you do other than like commercial stuff when you were younger? And um, obviously the musicals, which you talked about. Yeah, well, I did um, a YouTube series called Kitty Zooza, which had, it got like 65 million views a month and they have 3 wow. million subscribers. And I did that for three years. So it started off in Cambridge. So we'd go to Cambridge and sometimes I filmed for like either one or three days a week. Like it depended on how many and you could film like one or two episodes in a day. And um, then I ended up doing the animation that went with that called Kiddie Zuzar Land. And that was two series. So I usually played a character called Malice, who was like the evil one. And then I played a character called Esme, who loved like eating like gummy bears and grapes, just eating everything. So that was like, that was like a big thing that I did when I was younger. And then um, the first like short film that I did was um, about Syrian refugees. And I went to Italy oh, to film that. Wow. And it was, it was an amazing experience. And that's when I, when I really found out that I loved acting and that I really wanted to keep doing it. That's really good. How does, how does it feel like working abroad? I mean, it's really cool. Like, I don't really find it very different than like working here because I still just like you know do the same that I would but it's an amazing opportunity to like be able to go to different places mm. and see different things to be able to film there I went to um Budapest for the Hungarian Grand Prix like a couple months ago and that was that was amazing it was awesome wow. um so let's go into like your tv work that you do now because on the weekends you're on Sky aren't you yeah, so there's a Sky, a show on Sky News called FYI for your info, and it's presented by kids, by young people, for young people, because I feel like it's important, you know, like as a young person, when you're watching TV, to learn about like current affairs, but not just from an adult, from someone yeah. your own age that you can like yeah, relate so to. Good. Yeah, because then you actually want to listen to them and you actually want to learn. So on the show, we talk about current affairs, but we don't like water it down like it's still it is what's going on but it's for a younger audience but we get a lot of adults saying that they watch it as well but um right. so I film that every Wednesday so every yeah. Wednesday I go into the studio um Sky Studios and it comes out on the weekend and then I do other reports you know sometimes in the week and um actually two years ago now because it's 2024 yeah two years ago when the war in Ukraine first started I went to the border between Ukraine and Poland and I filmed a documentary about the war in Ukraine and it was just it was so like eye-opening because you see like all that stuff on the TV but you don't ever expect to actually see it for yourself and I always go everywhere with my mum and like she takes me to like all my jobs to all my auditions every time I film and most of the people coming through the border were, were like mums with their children and it was just like it was it was like heartbreaking to see that and I feel like it was so important to show it from a young person's perspective as well so that was like an amazing opportunity I got to um do and then I got to go to Geneva to the United Nations for a conference about like climate change and then as um, I said most recently I've been doing stuff for like F1 so I went to the Hungarian Grand Prix 
um in Budapest yeah and right um that was that was so cool I loved it <laughs> um wow like at your age to experience stuff like that well at any age it's must be so overwhelming but you seem to have such like a mature approach of well this is happening in the world and awareness needs to be spread and the way you come across is so almost soothing and the way you explain stuff is so like clear and to children watching that it they understand that and it yeah, I just I, yeah I think it's really important that young people actually understand what's going on because they hear snippets on like the normal news and a lot of the times it can scare people and then it can get like passed around and there's a lot of misconceptions so I think it's really important that we understand what's going on because you know when you think about it we're going to grow up and we could be the future leaders of tomorrow and we need to understand like climate change we need to understand the wars that are going on you know it can be scary so it's important that we get it like from reputable news sources like FYI but I just think it's so important that young people actually understand what is happening yeah it's you're so right it's so important when you're filming for FYI how do you get the information so do you like sit down and then learn about like the current affairs and then go and talk on it like as a conversation like conversational sort of thing or is it scripted so it is scripted um like because there's like specific words that we have to say to be able to describe things like for kids and that way but we're allowed to add things in we can change it a bit and in like any interviews we're allowed to make up our own questions but there's a lot of ad-lib things in the script so like there's the main facts that we have to know but then we're allowed to kind of like adapt it to what we actually want to say and what we think so if there's like an opinion on the show then we're allowed to obviously like make up our own like things of what we want to say but especially in interviews that's like a big thing so we get like guide questions but then in an interview you can't just like stick to the questions like if someone says something really exciting you're going to want to go like oh so can you tell me a bit about that and expand on that so we do like add a lot of our own like thoughts and opinions onto the scripts yeah that's a huge skill that's really Mm. really hard to do um and to be practicing that at your age is just fantastic so that yeah I'm really thankful that like I've had the opportunity to get so much experience and now I just feel like if I can keep doing it then this is like really what I want to do with my future so I'm just thankful for all the opportunities that because sometimes I'm just sat there because I get like caught up with everything I have to do like I think right I've got to do this and then this and then I sit there and I'm like you know I have done like I've I've had the opportunity to do so many things and it's just like you know I'm so thankful yeah for sure um how did the FYI on Sky come about how did you get that job yeah it kind of just like popped up one day but basically so in lockdown I couldn't do any acting so I ended up doing these Shakespeare plays online and it was like people from all over the world doing these plays together and then Sky saw that I was doing them and they asked me if I wanted to do a video diary about how I like do it so right from finding out my part to it going out like a couple days later like all over the world like live on YouTube so I filmed a video diary about the whole process and they really liked it and then I was like shortly after that I went back to school after lockdown and um I was like I should do a piece about going back to school and how different it is because it was like freezing in all the classrooms because we had to have like the windows open we had to wear like masks and just how different it was from before so I filmed that and then the director phoned me up and he was like yeah we really think that we'd like to have you on the show just like as like a northern kind of person that like does the like reports from the north and I was like okay and he's like but we want you to interview and introduce Boris Johnson to a press conference and I was like oh okay yeah I can do that and then I've so I was only meant to be filming like once a month but now I film every week and it's just like 
become like the main thing that I do. But my first job in uh, introducing Boris Johnson, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, With the interviewing, who's the craziest person you've ever interviewed that you've just been like starstruck? The craziest person? Well, I interview a lot of politicians. Yeah. And this is, this isn't okay. So I interviewed Akshata Murthy, who is um, Rishi Sunak's wife. And I got to speak to her dog. Now, that's not like the most crazy, but I really enjoyed doing that. But who, okay, so I got to meet the person um, from Tracy Beaker. That was really cool. And Mr. Tumble, that was one of my favourites. That's cool. Like politicians, I got to speak to Keir Starmer. And that was a really interesting one because everyone's saying, you know, he might be the next prime minister. And definitely Boris Johnson. I think that was an interesting one. Yeah, that's one that you're just like, am I really doing this? Yeah. That's so funny. And for people who want to go into presenting and TV, what would you suggest they start doing with um, like maybe growing up? Is there anything you would suggest they do? Well, I would suggest like if you really want to do it and like you're sure that that's like something you'd be interested in, then you just have to go for it. Like start doing some acting classes, but you really like you have to go for it. You have to put yourself out there. And I think the most important thing is to be confident. Like even if you do, I get a bit nervous like interviewing people you know everyone does it's natural but you just have to be confident and you just have to you know be nice and ask questions to them and just be really confident but another thing is if you get a job then to make sure that you've done your research like before I interview people or before I do jobs I make sure that I know everything that I possibly can so that I'm prepared because I think preparation is like the most important thing that you can do you don't want to be underprepared be overprepared yeah for sure and if they mention something in the interview and you're like what are they talking about and then it just puts you on the spot and then it's just harder so if that is so true if you prepare it's nothing can go wrong or very little can go wrong another person I was just going to say that I really enjoyed interviewing was I interviewed all the people from the Peter Pan and Wendy film the new one that came out like last year now but that was really cool and they gave me like a little Tinkerbell doll and it was like Aww. it was so cool like a Peter Pan and Wendy doll it was it was amazing oh that's so cute um can you tell me a bit about Formula One because I've watched it maybe twice with my boyfriend and I get it I get Formula One but you you do some TV work with Formula One so do you want to tell us about what you do Yeah, so the first thing I'm going to say is that a lot of people just think that Formula One is for boys. And I mean, I've grown up like always loving sports and I've watched Formula One like, you know, quite a bit here and there. But now that I'm actually doing it and I've realised that there's a huge lack in like girls getting into Formula One. And there's a few reasons. So the first one is because they look on TV and they just see men doing it. So they start a lot later because people start go-karting before they do it. But I just I really like Formula One and it's not just like the actual race it's like all the build-up before there's like so many things you get to find out about the drivers you get to like you know see which drivers you like see who you want to win and it's just so exciting and some people say oh there's like so many laps that go around but it's just so exciting especially when you're doing the commentating and you're like talking about it live it's just there's such like an excitement to it that you can't describe. That's so cool because when you're recording the commentating is it just what comes out of your mouth? It is. That's the thing, because it's like it's all live. So you can't just make a mistake and then cut it. So there was like quite a bit of stuff that I had to learn, like keywords, because I knew stuff, but I didn't know like all the keywords. So it's just like whatever comes out of your mouth, you just have to go with it. But when I was in Budapest, that was when it was like really cool because I got to do um, 
like going to the media pen after the race. Okay, so I'll tell you a story. So I was in the commentating booth doing the commentating for the race and someone in my ear was like, oh, Scarlett, you're meant to be in the media pen in like three minutes. And then as soon as the commentating was over, someone like took my headphones off me and we were running to the media pen. And then we got into the media pen. I was doing all these interviews and then someone was like, oh, Sky Stage is going live in three minutes. So I had to like run out of the media pen onto the Sky Stage. And then you could just see me like plopping myself into the seat. And it was just so exciting. And I got to go onto like the grid and it was like so cool. I had to wear like special earphones with like earplugs and all these things. And then I got to go into um, like all the different bits where all the drivers were. I got to do some pit reporting and something that was new to me because I've not really done much live work before that. We had like ear things like the what they called it go in your ears so that I could hear like the director so I constantly had people talking to me and some of the times it wasn't for me and that was something that you have to get used to because you can be like talking to someone and someone in your ear can be saying something either to you or to like someone else and you just have to learn to like either take it in keep talking or block them out and it's like it's interesting because you're having a conversation in real life and then there's someone on your ear but then that might not be you so you're going like that yeah especially if you've just ran from this place to this place in like such a short amount of time that's Mm -hmm. hectic but thrilling like that must be such an exciting thing to do it's amazing how did you get into the formula one stuff well as I said I've always liked sports since I was really young like I do a lot of rock climbing with my dad he used to do mountaineering yeah so we go like indoor and outdoor a couple times a week and I really enjoy doing that and I used to do um, diving for Sheffield, which is where I live. Ooh. And um, I really like that. I'm not the best at like team sports, but I like um, like running and things like that. So when the opportunity was mentioned at Sky, I was like right on it. I was like, oh, I'd love to do this, especially as a girl to show other girls that, you know, yeah. just because your girl doesn't put you at a disadvantage, you can still do it. Yeah, that's great. What is your favorite moment from the Formula One commentary? There's so many, but it's got to be when I was in the media pen, someone in my ear was like, um, Scarlett Lando broke Max's trophy um, at the end. And I was like, Lando, um, is there something about you breaking Max's trophy? And he was like, no, my trophy's fine. I was like, no, Max's. And he was like, it was Max's fault. And I was like, what? And then we had this whole conversation. He went round the media pen in another interview. I was talking to Max Verstappen in another interview. He was like, Scarlett broke Max's trophy. And I was like, no, I didn't. And then there was like an interview. It was like all over the media pen. He was like trying to argue with me about it. And then Max Verstappen got involved and we were just like going back and forth about who broke the trophy. And that clip went viral. Like I was like scrolling on TikTok and it was just there. And I was like, oh, it's me. And everyone was like laughing about this thing. And that was, that was really exciting. That's funny. In all of the stuff that you've done so far, what's your favorite aspect of the industry? Well, I love everything. Like I think, so the, my favorite thing has got to be presenting. I mean, I love interviewing, especially yeah. politicians, because as a young person, they don't expect me to go in there with like tough questions and kind yeah. of put them on the spot. So I like to be able to do that. But about the industry altogether, it's just how like versatile it is. Like I've had the opportunity to do so many things like voice acting, commentating, presenting, like theater work, singing. I just, I love how you can do everything. Like, there's something for everyone. And I think that's what I just love about it. Yeah, it's a whole, it's, as you said, it's so versatile and there's so many different Mm -hmm. elements of it, which makes it so exciting. If you were to give advice to someone who wants to get into it, what would you say the most important qualities were to have to be in the industry? I would say that the most important qualities are obviously confidence, but resilience, because you could go for, I've been on 
so many auditions and out of all of them only got on a handful you could go on 100 auditions and get one and when I was younger like it was quite hard for me to understand because I'd, I'd think oh you know I'm just not very good at it but it can be literally simply down to the color of your eyes or the color of your hair and every time I go into an audition I just do my best and that's you know makes me happy I think of it as just something else that you know I've done to help me for the future and also if you did a good job in an audition, then the casting director might remember you for something else in the future. So you just can't let it get you down. So I think resilience, confidence, and then obviously preparation, I think is very important. Yeah, so, so important. Um, Talking about your future, where would you see yourself in the future? What is your dream job? Well, that's quite difficult. Okay, so my dream job, I love doing like presenting. So I don't know, I'd... I think I'd like to continue doing like interviews, being like a correspondent that like travels around the world, meeting different people, like learning about new cultures and current affairs, like all around the world. I think that would be awesome. But I'd also like to be on like a big movie or like a big TV series as like a recurring character. I think that would be like the dream. Yeah. I wish I could just juggle everything, do everything. Yeah. But there's so many things. Time. Yeah. yeah, time, time for money. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Scala. It's been so lovely talking to you. Um, to everyone listening, it is just about being resilient, pushing. You will get there eventually. It's just knowing what you're what you want or what you want to do. And especially with the school system, it's so hard because in the curriculum, the the entertainment industry, apart from in like your drama, dance, music, which not all not all schools do it's so hard to find yourself in those environments because it's almost like a different world isn't it yeah definitely and I also think that like you know when you do drama at school you're like usually in like a class of like a big pet with big, like a lot of people so you don't really get time to figure out if that's what you want to do and yeah. then like a lot of time to pursue it and if you don't have like you know if there aren't any like singular lessons where you can do them, it's quite difficult. And also it can be hard to get time off of school as well. So I think it's difficult, but if you can like get into any acting lessons on the weekend or anything like that, yeah. then that could be really helpful. Out of school, yeah. Loads mm -hmm. of, and just building building experience and getting opportunities yeah. and just saying yes, because mm -hmm. that is it a lot of the time. Like just accepting everything that comes your way, then meeting new people in different jobs different like cities and then it gets to the point where you're traveling and you're going abroad and then you're meeting people abroad and your network just becomes bigger and bigger and that's how the industry sort of works nowadays isn't it I think I think another thing is is like when you get to different ages there's going to be different periods where like things slow down and where things you know you get loads of auditions then you don't yeah. but you can't let it defeat you like you just have to keep going and anything as you said that gets thrown at you you just have to take it because it's what helps you build up and then you know before you know it you could end up you know booking a job and then that leads on to something else and to something else you just have to keep going and it can be sad if you like you know you try and you don't get something but you just have to stay resilient yeah such such good advice so lastly Scarlett if you were to nominate someone in the entertainment industry to come on the podcast and I'll reach out to them who would it be that's a really tough question I think I'm gonna have to say Alexander Maloney he was Peter Pan in the latest Peter Pan and Wendy film he's an amazing actor and I he's brilliant I think that would be great oh yeah that would be so good you'll have to pass me the contact details <laughs> so I can get in touch Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.